Hello, and welcome to The God Plane, Episode 6, A Prison of Knowledge. Rook, Ozum, you two come awake and are in the middle of a battle. Hordes of zombies swarm all around you as you rush through a crag-like, uh, towards a crag-like cave in the cliff ahead. Ozum, this place is very familiar to you. You fight your way through a long, narrow crevasse. Jagged cliffs loom to the left and right as hundreds of undead shamble towards you. You're both already fighting, your bodies reacting automatically to the threat, and you feel like you've been fighting for a while. Sweat clings to each of your faces as you suddenly find yourself surrounded by undead. Are there any of those uh, worm or the bug sacks around? There are nothing. But you do realize that it's not just the two of you. There are others fighting with you. But Rook, no sooner do you make this realization than another sound catches your attention over the din, the constant low-level sounds of these undead. Something roars, roars and snarls close behind you, right behind you, and you see a shape lunging over your left shoulder. What do you do? Uh, I have my halberd out spinning to, to defend myself and everything. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I try my best to uh, just, like, swing hard with my halberd. You spin around and lash out, not with a halberd, but with a scimitar. And even though you swing at this thing, you realize, like, your body stops you as if it knows something and a huge, massive black panther leaps over your shoulder and onto the clump of zombies in front of you, snarling and ripping them to pieces. Rook will be extremely confused and look over to Ozum. Do I recognize Ozum or in this uh, dream do I not? You recognize Ozum and that you understand in that weird way that you understand things in dreams that that is Ozum. But that is not Ozum. You see before you a human with a neatly trimmed blonde beard and long hair. Still looks very barbarian and in a rage, but is swinging not a battle axe, but a giant hammer. At that point, Rook, you look down as a siren wails for some reason in this crevasse. And you realize your hands are not green. They're ashen black. And you hold two scimitars. And even as you're coming to this understanding, your body is still going and moving and fighting as you spin and slash with an innate understanding of these weapons. You seem to be leading the small group of people, Rook, 
and Ozum is protecting the party's rear. Four figures occupy the space in between you. One is this small halfling with curly brown hair and a bright red shirt that seems to be dashing in and out of the group, stabbing as it goes. To your left and just behind you, Rook, is a dwarf with a hand axe and a shield, wild red beard, who's hacking at this horde and laughing and shouting bolstering comments as he swings away, wearing a helmet with one long horn and one broken horn. And taking up the space in between, shooting over your shoulders and taking out any zombie that seems to be going towards landing a blow is a human woman with long brown hair and a tail, firing rapidly, incredibly skilled. What is Wolfgar, Bruner, Drizzt, and uh, Kateri? You are Drizzt, you realize in this moment, and Guinevere is helping you fight your way through this knot of zombies. And fighting just behind you and to your right, Rook, is Vassal. She looks younger and more energetic. Even in this nasty of a fight, she looks younger and her face is less hard. She's bleeding with a jagged set of claw marks having ripped down her face. She swings her massive two-handed battle axe just as the ground under you starts to rumble in a way that's very familiar to you, Ozum. She shouts, hurry, run! And she sucks in a breath and you see her hold her ax and calm herself. And she actually drops out of her rage. And then all of a sudden goes back into it as a pulse of blue-white mist explodes from her, knocking into a shock wave of these zombies 30 feet around you. You watch as many of them stagger, most of them fall dead, and the wound across her face starts to heal. Run! And she points ahead towards the crag as the siren just continues to just be relentless in this dream. So I can sort of soul sense that Ozem is this like barbarian. So, okay, I'll, uh, and. Do we know Wolfgar and Drizzt like as folk heroes in where the land we come from? They are fairy tales where you are from. They're not real. But here you are, you're them. And Perfect. fighting alongside Vassal. Then Has Ozum heard of these fairy tales? You would have. You would have It's children's stuff, it's this drow who left his his homeland and became a hero and fell in love with a human and it's stuff you would have definitely like a human raised by a dwarf and they became these heroes and were brought back from the dead by a god and it's ridiculous it's nothing you would have paid much attention to no they probably wouldn't have talked about it that much you're also half a foot shorter than you're used to being he's very upset about this yeah exceptionally upset about this yes. sudden change of events yes in middle school, Rook was all about these books and these tales. So, uh, I also yeah. didn't go to middle school. 
So, uh, Rook will uh, run in this newfound body, like very swift and very nimble, way more nimble than him he is normally, and catch up with Ozum as he's like heeding Vassal's advice and like is running. As he like has his like sword up, but like the flat side to like look, use it as a mirror uh, and be like, like, are we, uh, like, are you? And then he just like is a loss for words as he's like running. Ozum just kind of gives it like a mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is the ledge still there? The ledge is there, but because you, instead of going along the ledge, this party has clearly gone into the gorge. It's a solid oh, 50 feet above you. That sucks. Okay. And I'll just be like, wait, wait, wait. If, if we're them and that's Vassal, that means that, that they must have failed in doing what we're trying to do as like it, this like idea dawns on him and it looks to, to Ozem. And uh, it's like, if, if they couldn't do it, what chance do we have? As he's like, just freaking out. The, who's they? Who are you the, talking about? Drist and, and Wolfgar, obviously, as I like point to his giant rippling muscles and like, you know, hair and everything. And uh, and he goes like, they're, they're, they're folk heroes. They're, they're fairy tales and they're, it's real. And uh, as he continues to sprint. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> He was like, okay, when we, if we get back, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all about them. It's like really good. There's multiple and books. It's as soon as you try to start fanboying, you hear this horrible sound, this deep rumbling overlaid perfectly with a high-pitched scream. There's a giant spider coming, by the way. Behind you. <laughs> A huge 30-foot tarantula-looking creature with long hands tucked in close and one antenna with what looks to be the rib cage of a human hanging upside down from it, screaming in time with its roars, comes charging towards you. We, we should uh, keep running. Those hands... You watch it scoop a group of zombies into its mouth and you hear the crunch of them popping rather like grapes as it and keeps coming. Rook will, will absolutely just keep running as uh, near Ozem. Uh, yeah, as uh, they're just trying to get away from this beast. Vassal takes up the rear. You all run towards this cavern. Rush inside, I assume, one by one. Saul, she went, hurry, hurry. Caterbury is panting and touches your arm, Rook, before she ducks in. And as you're familiar with Ozum, as soon as you just get inside, the entire cavern shakes as this huge, massive spider slams into it. And you see the light in here go dark as a huge hand reaches in and grabs at you. Rook, make me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that is a four for Rook stats. I don't know what Drizzt gets. It grabs for you. And just as it's about to get you, Guinevere, the huge black panther 
throws herself in front of you. You watch the huge hand close around and grapple your partner. Starts to drag her back. Elsa's gonna take a swing at the hand again. Make me a swing. You're a barbarian, so it's pretty. Who? 18. 18. You swing, not your axe annoyingly, but a hammer at this hand. It cracks against a finger. You hear the creature and that high pitched scream overlapping it. And Vassal grabs your arm. Woof, no, stop. We have to keep going. And she turns and points towards the back of the cave where you know that mist portal waits for you. Oh, so we'll just kind of look at her and shrug and then walk to the back of the cave, I guess. Rook will also do it, and then right next to Ozim, be like, I just want to say it right now, just for the record, I'm extremely jealous I didn't get Wolfgar, because my favorite character. And then he, like, uh, just runs the mist. Vassal looks visibly relieved that you're all coming. She looks to you, Rook, as you're running, and says, she'll be fine. You are not of the dreaming worlds. This is only a dream to her, to you. She'll awaken in her body as if from any other dream. I need you, Dritzt. Let's hurry, time is short. And together, you all step into the mist portal as it closes around you into a rather welcoming, comforting space. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the God Plane. I am your DM, Kaper Self. This is an original 5e horror campaign co-written by myself and David Lee, who is full rubber ducky in the chat. Before we get going, and I take a minute to adjust the layout because it is not perfect right now, uh, I do want to give a couple content warnings. Um, this is a horror campaign. It does contain elements which some viewers might find disturbing. If you didn't know the characters from the intro, that's okay. They're dritzed. They are uh, part of D&D canon. They're awesome, and I'm sure Dee can fanboy at us later. Um, please do approach this stream with some caution. Know your own limits. Take care of your mental health. I have worked with our uh, crew here. I know their limits. So um, if you see us change suddenly or we need to nope out of a situation, they'll let me know. We got this. Don't worry, but you take care of you. With that, I would like us to meet our wonderful cast, starting with Sophie, who is playing Ozum. Tell us about your boy. Please. Hello. So my big beefy boy is not the one that whose body is currently inhabiting. Um, Ozum is a big old seven foot five tiefling barbarian with a whole lot of baggage. Um, his pronouns are he him i'm sophie my pronouns are she her and you can find me on twitter at subatomic mints and you might see me in chat as not so gladiator beautiful um oh wow that's actually messed up uh let's go to willie please you are muted willie i gotta find my there you go. button there I you go <laughs> Good job. Hi, I'm Cozy. You can find me anywhere as Cozy, and I'm playing Willie, the shortest heart and disaster of this group. Uh, <laughs> she is a gnome, she is a bard, she is an artificer, and she's just trying to keep her intestines on the inside. It's been a while, it's, it's like a riding a bike. Let's go. 
<laughs> Wonderful, D'Angelo. Hey everyone, my name is D'Angelo Murillo and I'm a tabletop RPG performer. I'm a writer and a game designer and everything. And uh, yeah, my character is uh, Rook, who is all about, um, you know, just trying to defend his community, but trying to also deal with his past and his regrets and everything like that. And he's a pretty cool orc paladin, uh, Oath of the Ancient, so it's super, super dope. And finally, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. I uh, do stuff. So that, I'm here. <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jen Geeky, or I'm on other socials as Jen Max the Geeky Writer. Um, and I play Nobby, who is a human monk who um, just wants all of the knowledge. This should be, given the title of this episode, a rather interesting episode for her, I should think. Um beautiful i would like to give a shout out and a thank you to gaming trend and to bardley io for providing the music that you hear on stream and to ghost stories who is whose music is playing now and is also what you hear uh on our brb screens they are wonderful we thank you um we would also like to thank our mods kato dane david and emily we can't do this without you you are wonderful thank you thank you thank you uh we are still looking for sponsors if you'd like to sponsor the stream, please reach out. We have a tip link for our amazing cast. 100% of all tips goes to these beautiful people right here. And I'd like to give an extra special thank you to all of our tippers. If you cannot afford to tip, please do not feel pressured to do so. We appreciate your being here. Uh, thank you for all the retweets, for all of the uh, fan theories for watching, for hanging out. It really helps us. It energizes us. It means a lot. Thank you. As I said before, I'm your DMK Purcell. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter at KDamFear. It's usually the best place to find me. Uh, shout out again to David Lee, Full Rubber Ducky, who's hanging out in chat, and helped me put all of this together. And uh, with that, I think we're ready to get back into our game. So, our party, in their quest to cross the God Plane, came across what appears to be a small farmhouse in the mists. They were conscripted, we'll say conscripted, to do some chores for Drixala, a not quite elven woman who transformed into a ghostly specter upon learning that Vassal, the dream magic barbarian, who you saw briefly in that flashback, was not with the party. One by one, the party completed their tasks. Rook, by pulling a dark root from the heart of a stump that was also a rather familiar spirit in the conservatory, Ozum by removing a very familiar ghostly woman from the master bedroom, Willie reconnected through a strange communication device with uh, one of her good friends and fixed the furnace. That was a totally happy ending. Wasn't anything sad there. Meanwhile, Nobby collected some books. She read them, so that was cool. Uh, Exhausted, you all settled into rest in the dilapidated bedroom which had a magical protective seal. But not before you heard some slow footsteps and dragging chains in the hallway as you closed the door. The magic activated, and after a surprisingly peaceful rest, you all come awake. And you are thirsty. So... A little bit of really quick housekeeping before we go. Um, Willie, you had a couple infusions that we wanted to check on. 
You currently had infusions on Ozum and Rook's armor. That is true. And we wanted to ask the question of both Ozum and Rook. Uh, would you prefer, do you want to be harder to hit or do you want to be stronger? Harder to hit for me. Harder to hit for you? Stronger. Stronger? Okay. So, Cozy, do you still have that pinned or would you like me to read some stuff off for you? You know, I love those dulcet tones. Read it off to me. I will read it off. All right. Um, so, Ozum, you, your armor, such as it were, <laughs> is now infused, is now the armor of magical strength, thanks to your little gnome friend. Um, this armor has six charges. The wearer can expend the armor's charge in the following ways. You, when you make a strength check or saving throw, you can expend one charge to add a bonus to the roll equal to your intelligence modifier. If you are knocked prone, you can use your reaction to expend one charge to avoid being knocked prone. And the armor regains 1d6 expended charge each day at dawn, and I am going to drop this into the Discord for you. I was about to ask. Thank you very much. Um... And then, um, Rook, your armor is now uh, the armor of enhanced defense. Creature gains a plus one bonus to AC while wearing this armor. And that's it. Simple. Direct. But you get plus Perfect. one AC. Um, not that I think it is going to be an issue in this particular setting, but uh, it does require attunement, so you both have one attunement slot filled for this. And that will remain until Willie decides otherwise. So be nice to your local gnome. Ruling with a noodly fist. <laughs> oh, funny you should say that. Um, oh, no. <laughs> not right now. It'll come back. It's going to be nightmare noodles. It's, it's, I just know it's gonna it. Be, it's going to be a, a, a deep cut. Um, so you all wake up. Is there anything you would like to discuss before we get to the business of camp stuff? We are going to, you are thirsty, we're going to roll drinks, we're going to roll stability checks, and I will remind you, those of you who have inspiration, you can take time at camp to talk up your friends who maybe need a little bit of help and give them advantage. Basically give them their your inspiration for their stability roll, if you so desire. Wasn't Rook, like, hurting in this stability? Was it Rook that was hurting? Rook has okay. lost like three, three yeah. points of stability. He had a I'm rough time of it. gonna use my inspiration to give Rook a little bit of a pep talk and kind of chill with him to help him with that. Look, I I gotta ask. I gotta know what's a Nobby pep talk like. <laughs> I have to know. It's tough love, for sure. I Do mean... better than you're currently doing. It's yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay. If you die, at least you know you tried your best. <laughs> Rook will be using a whetstone to, like, try to sharpen his, uh, like, halberd. Be like, yeah, I guess that's true. And then just, like, kind of continues. And then she does, like, a hesitant, like, just not, just like a pat on the shoulder, like, very awkwardly, and then, like, goes about her business. Beautiful. Willie so, just watches this exchange and looks at Nappy. 
Were you furniture yesterday? What was that? Uh, Nobby's kind of confused by her question because she clearly was not furniture yesterday, so she's not sure. She's she's just she like gives her like a confused look and then just goes back to walking to the other side of the camp wherever we are. Willie throws up her hands, looks at Rook, and goes, "I'm so sorry." It's 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 progress. It's it's a lot more like you know that emotional growth is there. You can see it, so it's good. I appreciate it. Well, at least one of us has a microscope. And yeah, uh, Rook, you did awake from that very clear dream. It is still very much in your mind, charging through that that gorge. And he'll look over to Ozem to see what Ozem's doing. Ozem's sitting there picking at his nails. <laughs> like he's it's completely unfazed by it. This would be like, so how was it being being Wolfgar? Is it was it was it was it pretty cool? I have no idea who that is. You have no. Oh my god! And then uh, he'll like reach to his backpack and find like a scroll of like uh, like fairy tales, essentially. Do I hear this? Okay, when she, are, are you uh, being when... sneaky, Rook? Are you? No, are not you... at all. I'm being obnoxious. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Did you say? Did you just say who I think you said? Uh, Wolfgar, yes. And then he goes like, and Bruner, and Cadabry, and Dritz, and Guinevere. And, and you get like the most emotion you've ever seen from Navi <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> and Willie, you know lost. this too. This was like, this was the coolest thing when you were a kid. Like the player may not know this, but Willie definitely. This is the coolest fairy tale. Yeah. Well, while she's listening to everybody talk, she goes like, "Oh, that good looted stuff, huh?" Sits down on the story time carpet, you and know, like, folds her legs and goes, "All right." And then what happened? <laughs> it's like well, we were like fighting, and there was a giant like like spider. I was dritzed, which was wild. Also, gotta what? confirm, he definitely has a big pee pee. And then uh, it was. <laughs> We like it was it was crazy. Vassal was there and like all this wild stuff. So like it was it was pretty dope. Like honestly, it was it was pretty cool. But I'm kind of also concerned because if if that was real, because like it would be a dream if only I had it. But Ozum was there and and Ozum remembers. So like it maybe it's a fragment of a memory or something like that. And uh, are you saying that they were champions? I I guess as. He looks over to Ozum to confirm, and they weren't good ones. That's for sure. Yeah, they apparently lost. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, if they failed, then what? Like, how are like? And then he just like doesn't finish that sentence. Willie takes the silence to go. So, my takeaway here is that we're still up in the air on the length and breadth of the PP. <laughs> it, it it was pretty it was pretty wild so like and then uh he'll like get up and get all his gear and everything like that and he was like but let's let's assume that like they they lived and survived and they just couldn't complete it for whatever reason because there's no way they would fall to a giant spider or anything weird like they're 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 infallible heroes did you say a giant spider a giant spider correct it was it was that giant spider also, when did you have time to look down his pants? 
I was carrying, I could feel it. But it was one one side was loose and the other side was tight. So like it was, it was like that's how. It, and then he goes, but what about you? Like like you were Wolfgar, didn't you? Feel this your means nothing to me. And no, I was a human. I know that what I was packing as a human was far less than what I have now. Wolfgar is always impressive. All right. No, this man was completely unimpressive. Being I, in that skin felt terrible. I also have, as he reaches deeper into his back backpack, uh, erotic fanfic as well. And then he goes like, so if you want to check this out, it's good stuff. As he Daddy really reaches over. <laughs> <laughs> Willie just rushes up and tries to grab it first. What did I wake up okay, to? Okay, where, okay, okay. Where am share I? It. We'll share it. We'll share it. Here. Okay. And she looks at Ozum and goes, we've been in a nightmare house chasing after It was a rhetorical things. question. Well, I want to answer. Rhetorical question. Let's just read through this turns... Let's just read through this <laughs> Fan fiction? I mean, why not? It's just I... indie novelists. What is fan fiction? I mean, we're all fans of this classic tale. Some, Some people, people want to have the story keep on going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Into spicy directions. I have never heard of this classic tale. Well, that's because you don't like to have fun. I'm still very confused by that. How did you grow up in this universe and not hear the story? That's a story for another time. <laughs> The way I was raised is not, not quite early morning discussion appropriate, I would say. All right, whatever. And Navi just goes into the scroll and starts reading. <laughs> you know what? I bet you'd like. You're not into this Namby Pamby human hero stuff, Ozum. You like the, the, the grim dark, the horror and stuff. I bet if you were my age back when I was a kid. You'd be totally freaked out by the boogeyman stuff that we used to tell. I was one of the boogeymen that mothers told their children about. She leans in and goes, uh, doubt. I highly doubt that you would measure up against the butcher of Betzazel. I mean, that's like the, the height. Don't tell me you haven't heard of them. Are the chains still rattling outside the door? You haven't heard anything? But also, you know, this place is still magically sealed. Like you can look up, and that thing is still shimmering. So. Oh, okay. Okay for a bit. Willie looks around, waiting for people to back her up. Eh? Eh? Abby's lost in the scroll. Oh. Well, believe you me, that general was scary. And then Rook will just be like by Ozum as Ozum's like getting ready for the day and just be like, all right. Ozum's so already ready. He's just sitting there. <laughs> there's a place called Menzo Baron's on, right? And then he just like goes into detail about everything. Uh, and then, yeah. You, if Rook days. finishes, he's just going to go, I wasn't listening to anything that came out of your oh, mouth. Oh, he's just going to keep on going. It's like passively happening in the background. I mean, like, like Zach Defeen was a great dad, but like what happened was, and then like, uh, as he as he kind of looks to everyone and goes like, "Is everyone good to go, or should we stay here for a little bit?" I'm good. Uh, yeah, whatever you guys want to do is fine. <laughs> I mean, little gnome, I need you to know. Whatever ideas you have, 
or what you think could have potentially been worse, that little mind of yours cannot comprehend exactly the level of absolute shit that I could tell you about. Well, I don't see you doing it. Like I said, not really, especially for you, not quite anything I think you'd want to hear. And I don't want to have to carry you around until we inevitably die on this godforsaken space because you have a mental breakdown because of the shit that I tell you. I, so. If I could hold my own in this haunted hoodnanny, I'm pretty sure I could handle a scary story. You can't. Well, since you're not telling it, I'm just gonna assume it's piggies and rainbows, but I'm ready for adventure. You, I'll, I will gladly let you be the one that opens that door first to whatever was rattling those chains all night. I will be ready for adventure once you open that door. There you go, there you go. And Rook hey, will just- Let me just finish this chapter first, hold on. <laughs> and then Rook will open the door and uh... Oh, oh, oh. We gotta do some camp stuff before you open the door. But. So, you all wake up and you are thirsty. Your water skins have refilled. Who is going to drink? I am thirsty. Willie looks at Rook and goes, what's it taste like? So I need everyone to roll me a d20. Alrighty. And remember, those of you who had something to eat or drink, when Drixala offered, you roll with advantage. Those of you who ate and drank, don't have to oh actually no roll me a d20 even if uh you roll me with advantage if you ate and drank and if you either anything else just roll i can verb i only have to talk for this stream it's cool That's, i got a 19. 19? Mm -hmm. uh, 11. And it'll be okay. like watermelon as he looks really so she actually lugging her skin as you start drinking the water is spicy and it it's oh. like you're drinking like a hot pepper like it burns your lips and your throat as it goes down have you had tahine on watermelon that's kind of how what it's like oh, oh my skin is awful give me yours takes a drink oh that's even worse um nabi the water tastes terrible but you're fine you power through it you tap into something calming inside of you and you have another darn inspiration. I got a 16, uh, by the way. You got a 16. Same happens for you. Ozum is unfazed. Uh, Rook, you got an 11. Did you roll with advantage? Because uh, Nabi gave you a pep talk. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a 4, so I'll take the 11. You take the 11. So your thirst is quenched. But you don't gain that level of stability. Actually, you know what? You were fanboying over Dritz. I'm gonna take one away. You're, you've you've gained, 
You were so Yay. inspired by that. <laughs> the power of the fandom. That was so, that was straight up. I, that was so much like in character player excitement that no, I gotta give it to you. I gotta. Oh, I wasn't kidding. I like all middle school. Like I, I got grounded from video games for a whole like <laughs> session for bad grades, and I picked a fantasy book. And got that's what got me into fantasy. It was R. A. Salvatore. And Cato uh, so fan fiction is uh, definitely a, a pep talk. Uh. What did Willie roll? Uh, she's a twinsie, so she got four. She got four. You, much like the player, get this water about halfway down, and it burns. It's too spicy. You gag it up. It's terrible. And you take... You lose one level of stability. So you have a, a tick of something. Did you roll... Uh, oh! You roll a d20 and then you add either your constitution or your wisdom modifier. Does that knock anyone up oh, significantly? Uh, then that would be an eight. Doesn't really see. Uh, okay, yeah, you don't take that. You are fine then. You, the water tastes terrible. You managed to get it down, but mm, it's just not good. But you don't, you don't lose a level of stability. Gotcha. D, did your con or your wisdom push you up over a 15? Uh, I had an 11, and then plus 5 would make it 16, yeah. Okay, so the water tastes bad, but you actually heal another level of stability. So I have one stability? You, I'll give or... you two. So you have one level of stability, so you have okay. whatever your flavor is. Whatever, if it's a, an ache in your bones, if it's an obsession that's kind of rolling in your mind, like this dread fear. But I, there was so much fanboy that I have to give you that level. <laughs> I, Thank I you, I appreciate not. that, yeah. Um, Ozum actually slept rather well. So you all get ready. You pack up your things. Nobby finishes her chapter and you're ready to um, step back out into the hallway. Uh, before we do, I have to ask, did Rook write the fanfic or did he acquire the fanfic? Uh, you don't know, all right? Mm. And, and who is being shipped? Uh, oh, Driss and Wolfgar, obviously. Wolfgar. They, get, they get trapped into a cave one, one snowy night and can't escape, and they have to go together for warmth, and then... Uh, it's good stuff. It's good yeah. are explored. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Beautiful. 11 All out right. of 10. I, I am, I'm afraid of how broken this is going to be, because I did not check that. Oh, not bad. Okay, so... You gather your things. You are the... I'm showing the audience the map. You are in this 19th room on the second floor. You have completed all of your chores. You have rested for the night. And uh, you are prepared to step in the hall and continue your quest wherever this will take you. Ozum is gonna listen very carefully through the door, like around any seam in the door. Give me a perception check. Yes. Uh, 12. 12? Oh, wait, don't I, do I get plus two on that for Rook being there? Uh, only on saving throws. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't think you hear anything, but you're pretty confident that you don't hear anything. You're just not not hearing something that's there. You think. You think. Rook, Rook will be like, so do we want to go up to the third floor or do we want to check some of these rooms? Also, the closet was kind of weird. Do we even need to be here anymore? 
I mean, the information in your book was something we wanted to explore after we had a rest, right? It seemed uh, important. Right. The other books I found. Right. Yes. Correct. No. You probably should. You, uh, you did read all of the books last night. Yes. But you were, your job was to collect them and deliver them. Deliver them. Okay. Yeah. So I have to deliver these books to Crazy Lady. Dick, what's her name? Drixalia. Drixalia. Um, I gotta bring these back downstairs, I think. Oh, we read them last night, and I thought that there was information that we wanted to look into. I mean, we were excited about it. Like, what what was it? And she tries to reach for the book. Like, I forget what page. Uh, it was something to uncover the secrets of success. I mean, what does that mean? Success to actually finish this stupid mission that Vassal has us on? Like, we should check that out. So you're saying go to the attic first, then deliver the book? Well, I mean, we're already here, and the attic sounds like scary. Maybe we should check the closets first, just to gauge. Wasn't the consensus feeling? that the library is in the basement? Yes. But there was no basement on the, uh, the floor plan. Same with this attic. It wasn't on the floor plan either. Nope. Just a staircase leading up, right? Yeah. You you do see the staircase. You don't know if that leads to an attic, a third floor. There was nothing other than but these two floors drawn out to you. We found that doorway that had stairs leading down that we didn't close. Well, I guess Willie found it, but um, oh. and that's where the the thing came. You from. found a hidden doorway, but you never went into it. Oh, I thought we saw that it was stairs, and that's why we didn't go down. Nope, you huh. you booked it. You saw a little boy say, "You let it." Oh, yeah. Should we, should we pop in the, the attic for like two seconds or should we just not touch it? No. If All right. There is an answer to actually finish this never ending quest and get out of this hellhole for good. And I'm not just talking about the house. I'm talking about this whole misty maelstrom. We should at least check. Oh. According, now I'm gonna start taking out the books and start slipping through them. Um, according to the things that they wrote, every closet in every room seems to like invite the people that were here before. Also the basement and the attic, they never investigated at this point in time. Um, but the entrance to the library is in the basement, so if we're looking for a li the library which might have information on the nightmare, we need to go to the basement. Okay, I like that plan. Alright, spooky, scary, is... secret place. <laughs> so, should we drop these off to Drixalia after? Like, should I hold on to these while we're yes. investigating? Yes. Yeah, let's find the basement, I guess. The last thing we want is to figure out that all these spooky who-what's-its can pick up stuff and we lose the book, so I would hold on to it. Okay, sounds good to me. And right, let's go. Willie, touch nothing. Touch nothing. Don't, don't, don't look about, don't look, don't think about it, don't touch it, just don't. Do not. What if I see something? You guys want to know what it is, right? I Don't touch it. it. Do not touch it. Right, right, right. And... Are you sure? 
Are you sure? And uh, go ahead. His eyes kind of flare a little bit. <laughs> and was the secret area on the second floor or the first floor? It was the first floor. First floor, okay. Well, I guess we gotta go downstairs. Is it? So, okay. And just keep your eyes and ears open for the thing dragging the chains. Ah, right, yes, that thing. Sorry, I was distracted by visions of the fanfic in my head. I was about to say. Um, Reminds me, so they find this cat statue, right, in the middle of these caves. It's like super dope, and then, and then like, continues. What about a cat statue? And all of you except Ozum see ah. a pink cat, hairless, save for pink wisps of mist that seem to form fur that comes and goes. Oh, you're awake. Ready to finish things up? Can you tell me about the library? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know where she moved it. She's real mad at someone. And so she moved it. Mo- moved it? Yeah. So oh, now it's the attic. Not in the basement. Oh. Yeah, basement seems right. Yeah, it was the basement. I haven't been here in a while. I don't like this place. That makes two of us. So do you think that the library is still in the basement, or are you saying she moved it from the basement? Well, it used to be on the first floor. Well, it was kind of the first and the second floor. It's a really big library. Um, so yeah, I think she moved to the basement to keep, you know, him away. Uh, who's him? Uh, so his name's Tazik. He's a dreamer, too. Like, like, one of us? Yeah. Oh. Tell the Why cat I say hello. Uh, Ozum says hello. Cat says hi back. <laughs> I like her. So, I know you're lying to me, but thank you anyways. Annie interrupts me. Yeah, so, I know, right? I No pressure, Rook, but just reminding you, our offer still stands. Nobby, so you don't feel betrayed. Willie, just so you know, I'm a friend. I want you to succeed. I'm really good with things like demons and devils and mist and all that sort of thing. So if you ever need a little bit of help, just let me know, we can make a deal and I can give you some advantages in this place. She looks at Rook and Nabby. Did you guys get advantages from this place? Pretty? I mean, we made it this far, didn't we? She looks at Ozum. They got advantages from the demon cat. This is a cat offering you a deal. You should take it. Are you offering me a deal? And should I take it? She asks the cat. I am offering you a deal, and you should take it, because I like existing, you like existing, we should keep existing. Well, they say you should never, they say you should never accept a deal first, like outright. You gotta like ask for a little bit more and see if you can sweeten the deal. And then she looks at Rook and goes, oh, I, I should haggle. Oh man, I'm not good at this. Um, what do you want, Cat? So, I need a little piece of you for a connection. 
Nothing. You don't have to cut off any body parts, and it's not your soul. Everyone's always so concerned about their souls. I don't care about souls. Just I didn't even think about that. I thought you just wanted, like, love and affection. Oh, I'll take that, too. You already I'll gave me a name, which I'm very grateful for. I am good at that. Hmm. Can you tell us how to win? You gotta kill a nightmare. Sucks, because killed enough people and harvested enough souls and been here long enough that it's kind of almost a god itself might be a god not sure can a okay, devil okay. become a god I'm, I'm already like pressured so let's 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 put a pin in that i meant like this this haunted hootenanny oh i mean well drixalia has never done this before she's always been uptight and high strung but she's never gone like mm. okay. uh but she is friends with Vassal. She's helped a lot of dreamers. So I think if you just do what she asked, she'll let you go. Well, we did. We did. We just finished it. How do we make nice? Drop off the stuff she wants. Okay. We were planning on going to get more information, hopefully, about how to beat the big bad. Should we do that first? Usually... Maybe she can let you into the library. She can tell you, she knows it's her house. She knows the layout. I mean, and if you help her, she probably owes you at least that, right? She turns around, looks at Ozum. If we drop off this stuff first, the, the scary lady could probably let us into the place, the library. I would love it if I could hear the cat so that we wouldn't have to play a game of telephone. Yeah, but it's more fun this way. He says so you can't hear. Chat also said uh, Drixalia was moving the library so people couldn't have access to it. So that makes me a little nervous about asking. Also, were you a rat? Like, did you stretch when he was like? With, were they here? Uh, I don't think here, but they were. We were in like a somewhere weird. Uh... Did they come here? Because everybody oh. has to come here. Are they oh. showing you visions of past campaigns? Yeah, I was Drizzt. Uh, he was just, you know, cool. Kind of a Mary Sue, admittedly. But, like, and Ozum got to be Wolfgar, which was super dope. But, like... Wolfgar took the deal. Drizzt didn't. See where it took him? Wolfgar took the deal. Then why isn't the cat showing up to me? <laughs> because you smell like, like purple. <laughs> said you smell like purple, which I kind of agree with. Mm. So Willie watches everyone seem to understand that, and she tries to subtly lean over and sniff Ozum. Like, what the heck does that smell like? I don't wish I smelled like purple, though, so... No, you don't want to smell like purple. Are we at the first floor yet, or is this a really long staircase? Y'all haven't even opened the door yet! Yeah, no, oh, we opened the door already, yeah. Ozum, okay. does Ozum know what you mean by the smell like purple thing? Like, is there... No, okay. You can potentially start putting some pieces together. But I don't know if you're there yet. Because from Let's my see. understanding, we were already in the hallway making our way down to the okay. first floor. Yeah. So whoever opens the door, roll me a d20. Sixteen. Sixteen? You open the door and you see this magical symbol flicker and start to crack but it holds and you feel like you might be able to use this room one more time maybe 
So, you all step into the hall, through the main room, uh, the main upstairs room, where again you see the portrait of Drixalia, this man whose face you can't quite focus on, and three frowning children. You turn the corner, go down the stairs. As you descend, it's not any strange thing to you, Ozum, because you saw it happen, but to everyone else, you see a hole, an empty spot on the wall, and then a broken portrait laying on the ground. Uh, portrait laying on the ground, frame broken, as if it had fallen out of that spot. And uh, you're on the first floor. Do you go straight to the main room? What do you... Rook will turn to Willie and, and Nobby and be like, I'm calling now. The attic's probably at the basement. Just going to say it, because this house is super weird. As uh, He'll head over to the secret area. Well, the books reference both the attic and the basement. Oh, speaking of that, was was Taznik or Ta- Tazik on, in the books you read? Let me, and she like takes her books out again and she starts flipping through. <laughs> Control um, F, yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I don't have names. They're not, they're not signs. Uh, they're just, unless they are, and I just don't have that info. I'm trying, I'm trying to Oh, remember. yeah, yeah, nope, right here. I found something. Uh, this is we lost two heroes to the closets for a time the rogue and the gladiator they have returned but have been tight-lipped about their experiences the paladin's eyes flicker to me when she thinks i'm unaware and even the warlock watches me while the rest sleep i can hear their whispering i will not be betrayed um blah 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 dreaming god blah 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 uh no no she cannot know what i know cannot have lived my trials no all she knows of me are falsehoods the cat returns more seldomly but even it too will genuflect when Tazik the great the greatest is crowned hero of all the realms that's good writing Uh, it's really not i mean tight-lipped was a good insert i thought it was great and then I put that book away and I start flipping through the other book. Um, but I don't see any names specifically. And then she puts the thir- takes out the third book, puts the second book away. Um, yep, that's the only mention of Tazak. Alright, well he was supposed to become a hero of the realms and now we're Apparently supposed to fear him? Apparently. Let's, I mean... You think the cat knows more than it's saying? Mr. Mr. Fluffy Bottom, do you know? Fuzzy Bottom. Well, I would say I know more than I'm saying. What are What are you asking? Uh, it, you mentioned to Zeke, right? Was he Was he cool, or is he the thing dragging the chains? Oh no, he's not the thing dragging the chains. Tazik's just a dreamer like you, and he was cool for a while. Hmm. But people like him, they, they're a little like you, Nobby. They're either really cool or become really not cool quick. That's why I like you. You're fun. Rook will turn to Ozum and be like, you mentioned a person named uh, Tazik, and uh, it's apparently in the books that he's supposed to be hero of the greatest realms. And he, apparently he was super cool for a while and then became not cool. So 
Nobby, roll this... me an insight check. Is the cat letting you tell me this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a cat. What can it do? Okay. 16. I, I don't do think it's lot. just a cat, Willie. It's not just a cat. Don't make me like you. With a 16, Nobby, you get the impression that these journals were written by this Tazic guy. This mm. is a, a third person, and you notice between the books the handwriting has changed, and it's started very elegant, and it's kind of becoming more scrawling as it goes. So, um, she's gonna, like, have a thought, like a, like a intuition-y thing, and she's gonna, like, go scrolling through the books one more time, and then she's gonna be like, I, I think these were all written by this, this greatest Tazic, and... He's I not mean, the greatest, he just likes the sound of his own voice. Yeah, but the handwriting gets a lot more frantic, a lot more sprawled out, a lot less neat, a lot less. And I've definitely read of people like as they kind of deteriorate mentally, their handwriting can shift and change along with it. I'm gonna have to pour into these some more, I think. I find us dangerously meandering around what happened to this Tazic individual. And like Willie puts her hands in her hair, she goes, this just sounds like he lost a plot and things went nuts. And after the stuff that we've seen here, who knows what could happen to him. It could have been just Asimov all over again. Just, you know, getting into people's minds, knowing their fears. And what if that happens to us? I'm sure we'll be fine. As uh, Rick will walk down the hallway, check from Ghost Boys. Ozum smiles to himself as Willie talks about getting into people's minds and knowing their fears. All right, so, sorry, I'm making sure I know what we're doing. Is the plan to go look at the hidden room or is the plan to go? To... Yeah, the hidden room where the ghost boy appeared okay. that we didn't go to, yeah. So you uh, walk past the ballroom, turn the corner, and kind of between the wall where two is and where the one is, there's this small doorway that uh, Willie found a hidden way to open. Uh, it was was a hidden door. Now it's not so hidden. Uh, sorry. The, you step up to it and peek inside, and what you see is just a, what looks like it was once a small study. Very small stone walls, which is very strange because the stones aren't, or the walls aren't stone around you. But this is a small stone study with a narrow desk in the back, a large sitting chair in one corner next to a hearth, but it has been wrecked. It has been ransacked. There are claw marks in the stone. The sitting chair has been toppled over and torn to shreds. It looks like something very large was caged in this space and clawed its way through it. 
Anyone who's especially paying attention, roll me a perception check. I think everyone is. <laughs> Tabby is well. not paying attention because she's shifted. She's like flipping through the books and just kind of following with, through her peripherals, watching what everybody else is doing. I was gonna Ooh. ask if she was still on got the a three. Uh, fanfic. I got a five. Thirteen. Thirteen. Ozum, as you're looking in this space, and I assume you don't all go into it, because it's, it's large enough for maybe the three of you, but Ozum, you just straight up don't fit. So you're still kind of staying on the outside, and you see this little ghostly boy peek out from around the corner near where the door to the furnace is, and go, you shouldn't have let it out, and then ducks away again. Can yeah. go towards the boy? And just for clarity, you said that Ozum in their barbarian sort of gear is bigger than me in my armor. That's how big Ozum is. He's over a foot taller than you. Yeah, but with I was just like, He's oh huge. damn. He's big. <laughs> okay, for... But also, like three people max could fit in this little study. It's yeah, a yeah. very okay. small place. <laughs> um so yeah, you you step to the thing, you turn around, make me a perception check. Me. Yeah, if you're chasing the boy. Uh, 21. You look, and you don't hear, or you don't see the boy, but you hear <laughs> a little childlike gleeful laugh, but then you hear another creaking of floorboards, and a kind of thump of a heavy foot. And then a thump of a heavy foot and the dragging of chains slowly distantly distantly it's not that close it's not that close but it's also not that far okay and he's not that worried about it slowly um he's going to uh try to do what he does and is going to try to get some information out of the boy even if he's not see seeing him. He's yeah. just going to talk. He's going to okay. talk to the air and ask questions to the air. Um, would you mind telling me a little bit more about what we shouldn't have let out? Make me a perception check. Sixteen. You don't hear anything other than another thump, thump of heavy footfalls and dragging chains. We can play a game if you want. And if if we play a game, will you tell me a little bit more about what we let out? Perception check. Perception or persuasion? Perception. 22. You hear another little giggle at that. <laughs> And then thump, 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 starting to move faster. Uh, can he tell which direction it's coming from? It's coming from down the hall towards the where the originating from where the stairs are, but coming down that hall. And okay, when... so by room sixteen and fifteen, isn't that close to where they are? Because I'm so, by the furnace now, right? Yeah, you're. You step. The little boy was kind of went around that you were standing near 
in in room one. The little boy kind of vanished around that corner, and so you okay. are probably either right at that corner or standing in that little intersection near the door to the furnace. But yes, you don't okay, see anything, but you hear something. And they're by 16 and 15, right? That's where the... Or are they in room two? I forget where the other door is. They're, yeah, they are They are kind of at that wall where room where the number two is. There's, that's where that hidden door is. I'm trying to, like, okay. tap it. Not that you can <laughs> that's see. That's fine. Um, he is going to walk into that hallway along 11, 15, and 16. Mm -hmm. Um and try to be, you know, kind of slide his way to get a look without fully peeking around to where the stairs are, um, to see, you know. Give me one more perception. 20, not Nat. 20, not Nat. You are still hearing this thunk, thunk. And you hear, again, this a, a sound like a child panting a little bit. And then you hear chunk chunk as it sounds like chains are starting to drag down a set of steps. Stairs. Okay. Um, he will move back towards room one and very quietly tell the others, don't make any sounds, do not act surprised. But if you're not hearing it now, the chains are currently coming down those stairs. Nabri looks up from her book and it's just like, okay, don't, okay, and then like goes back to her book. Shouldn't we run or something? I, I mean, you could drop all the stuff we've collected on the table right now and we can try to rope that woman into this? I mean, this is kind of her house. I think our odds are good if she's here. I already turned my stuff in, so... Up to you. Willie rifles through her stuff and... She's like, okay, okay! The only thing I mean, you all I have left to drop off is, is the, the books. books. That I so, am currently flipping through. Yes, uh, you might want to read a little bit faster. Oh, what? And the chain monster is coming towards us, right? It's and it would probably be good to have the woman whose house this is be here for that. Okay, let me just scribble some notes. The <laughs> <laughs> She's just like. And frantically tries to memorize stuff. And as you turn around, you do notice that the table that Ozum broke, which went just scattered into a thousand splinters, is now whole again, and is standing in the middle of the room with the root, the heart-shaped root, laying on top of it. So Nabi's gonna take the books, and can she... Because she has no idea, she was just following through peripherals while she was reading, but can she, like, look over and, like, toss them onto the table? Is it too far away, nope. or...? Nope. Okay, she's gonna do that. She's gonna, like, oh, shit, and then, like, toss so, yeah. them on. You, you, you do have to leave that little hidden room, but you're mm -hmm. in that main room one, and you drop down the books, and as you do, Drixalia, though not in this beautiful 
warm form that we see on the stream, but in this gaunt, ghostly form appears. And she looks around at all of you and the items on the table and kind of seems to think a moment and says, Hmm. You have repaid the kindness shown and proven yourselves to be honorable. Fine. And she waves. And all of you except for Ozum feel... It's like a wound suddenly heals. It's like a shard that was a splinter in your arm that you didn't realize was there was pulled out. And you suddenly feel no longer in pain, but you hadn't realized there had been that sharp pain of a missing part of you. Returns. I apologize for the mistrust, but dreamers have not all been kind to me. A question. She half starts to fade away, and then she stops. Yes? Was the basement in the attic? <laughs> I don't have a basement. But I... we were trying to find a library, and they said it was in the basement, so like... Oh, you want to go to the library. She waves a hand and says, All right, you may enter the, the library through the attic. You will have to go back up. I'm not rearranging uh -huh. things again. Question. Yes? What is the thing with the chains and the heavy footsteps? The thing with the... She just looks at you confused. Do you still up. hear it? No, he, Ozan puts his hand down to keep you from talking. Like <laughs> She rolled a nat one on her perception, so no, she does not hear it. Does Ozan still hear it? Oh, roll me a perception. I was about to say, I will check to see if he can still hear it. Um, Another 20 not nat. You're, yeah, it's, it's faint. It's no longer ka-chunking downstairs, though. It sounds like it's dragging across a level floor. Um, Ozum is going to say, while we were completing our tasks, a room was found and left open, and one of the children informed us that we let something out. One of the chil- and her eyes, she pauses you, and her eyes flash a moment. And then she looks up and goes, Tobias! Tobias! Stop that right now! And all at once, the sound stops, and you see that little ghost boy appear. And he goes, Mom! Go to your room, Tobias! Go! Stop it! That's not funny! And the little ghost boy shoves his hands in his pockets and sulks away. He wanted to play a game. Apologies, he's... He's a... He takes after his father. To be fair, I did offer to play a game with him, so... Yes. Well... Partially my fault. And he... are the chains gone now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, sick. Love that. Uh, Ozum... Ozum didn't have his hand on your mouth, by the way, Willie. He just <laughs> kind of put your his hand down to be like, shh, don't. To stay out I of it. I figure she's so short. Him putting his hand <laughs> no. down is just putting it on her head. Right? No, no, no. She he probably he has wasn't to stoop to you. even get there. Yeah, he, he wasn't going to touch you. 
Um, he just wanted to be like, no, 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 let him, let him take care of this. Uh, okay. Um, thank you. I'm sorry for riling him up a little bit. That was uh, not your doing, that's just what he... And she stops suddenly, and she looks at you, Navi. She says, Make sure you know yourself and what you value before you go down there. You might not like the dark mirror that awaits you. I knew I had reason to be suspicious. And then she's gone. Just fades away. Don't be suspicious. Suspicious um. of what? What does that mean? <laughs> Rook will be like, alright, let's go to the attic. Totally had it right the whole time, as he has too much confidence. Uh, if... Can Ozan be like, oh, wait, one more question. I'm so sorry. Shut it out. See what happens. Uh, is there anything else in the house that we need to worry about at this point, or are we okay to meander and go to the library? Roll me a persuasion check. 24. <laughs> 24. She doesn't appear, but she does say, you do hear a voice. I can't promise what will happen if you poke around, but your way should not be blocked. Okay, so no poking around, just straight to the attic. No dolls. No dolls. Do not touch anything. I Even in the library. The first time. Even in the library. Don't poke around We're anything. Gonna... Man, there's so many good books up there. I was gonna say, I, I can't promise around books. Considering what she just said to you? Yeah, what did that mean? I don't know. I don't know what dark mirror she's talking about, and there's no reference about a dark mirror in any of the books that, that I read so far, so I'll just uh, not That's look at mirrors. troublesome. Mirror. Troublesome. Okay, just just keep me in check. Is all I'm asking. He pulls the rope off of his uh, belt and is like, "Do you want another safety net?" But what if there's baddies in there? What if there's just... more erotic fanfic? As he's already up the staircase. <laughs> like I, I, I guess he can do this while they're walking up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Nobby's gonna the take the rope and like tie okay. it around herself just to. She's leaving her hands free, though. She's not That's free. fair, but he just wants to be able to tug you back if he needs to. Same with you, Willie. Would Makes you sense. like the rope? My bad. There we go. I figured she was going to run after Rook. Okay. Nobby is more the one that Ozen's concerned about, so he's okay with the tether on just Nobby for now. Nobby, as you go, you feel a slight weight and a weird combination of warmth and coolness settle onto your shoulders as Mist Cat appears draped around you like a scarf. She ruins everything, see what I mean? She's no fun. What is, hi, hi, hi. Um, hi. Uh, thanks for keeping my neck warm, but what is this mirror that she's talking about? She's on Nobby's neck, by the way. Miss Cat's on Nobby's Oh. Thanks. She, uh, she thinks you've got something in common with someone you'll find down there. Huh. Okay. Um. Okay. Interesting. Um, is there a particular reason you're hanging out right now? Uh, do, we, do we do something? 
What else have I got to do? You're interesting right now. What's oh, this oh. fanfic thing you all keep talking about? <laughs> well, it's a really cool story. Um, I'll let Rook... Uh... Hey, Rook, Kat's asking about the fanfic. You want to... Good to know I'm not the only one that doesn't have any idea what you're all going on about. Have you heard of boy love? And then he'll like head <laughs> over to the door and like open it up as the kid looks back to the cat. So this conversation continues as you all up the stairs, down the hall, and to the uh, rickety set of stairs that leads up to a pull-down hatch. It's very strange that this ends in a set of stairs that goes up and then you have to, again, pull down a hatch with a tiny little stepladder that folds down before you go up and into this attic. The attic has a stooped ceiling and everyone save Willie has to stoop, even at the tallest part. Uh, there is a door on the west wall that looks like it's been damaged. It looks as if someone has tried to like pry a door open out of the frame. But the door is currently open. You assume that was Drixalia's was doing. Thanks, lady. Ozum will just kind of sit himself down in a convenient spot so Navi can move around as she needs to, but he can still pull back on her if he needs to, because he doesn't care about a library. <laughs> And like he doesn't camp. like he doesn't like being hunched over at an uncomfortable angle, so you will have to hunch through this door, but through the door is a set of stairs going down. Revealing the the door is open, revealing a narrow wooden set of staircase descending into an inky, unnatural darkness. Can we with dark vision see into said darkness or no? You can see, but not as far as you feel like you should be able to. Interesting. I can't see anything, so... I'm... Someone tell me where the books are. Please. Rook will proceed down into the darkness. Yeah, so what's your marking order? Rook, then... Navi? Um, I guess I, I could be behind him. Ozum, Ozum will offer to like it might sound weird he'll kind of like lift you kind of guide you by your elbows and hold you up while you go down the stairs and then we'll keep hold of you and guide you as he needs that works Okay. yeah if it's if it's super super dark down here then I'll go to uh, Willie and be like hey can you uh, can you hit the lights yeah, I was wondering why we were walking in abject darkness. Why don't I just like hit some club lights real quick? And yeah, so he'll he'll stay near Nobby because like on Nobby's neck is this, the the Miss Cat, and then like he'll also be looking Ozum in the eyes because he wants he kind of wants you know Ozum to be into like uh, this topic of like fanfic and like you know all this sort of stuff and everything. Oh, he's uh, converting Ozum. Huh? <laughs> Ozum's eyes flare red in a menacing way. In today's media, there's just too much machismo, you know? So this brings us to a more sensitive, a more tender, a more real like situation. There's like, genuine, you know, emotions are going on, which you don't really see as he like continues to go downstairs. His eyes turn fully black. <laughs> oh, what have I started? 
As you descend into the pitched murk, the timber of your boots upon the stairs changes, until before you, in the darkness, a wall blocks your path. It seems to be made of wood, but there's no obvious method of bypass or opening it. Why are we stopping? Uh, oh. Willie's lights go to the wall and just sort of bounce up and down to the beat. It looks like a dead end. Rook will fish for a door handle and see if he can find one to like open up. Roll me an investigation check. Oh boy. It's a plus zero, uh, but got a 14. 14. You feel around, feel around some more. Try over here. Nothing seems to be like catching your attention. Then all of a sudden, it slides open as if of its own will. But you can take credit if you want to. And before you, the staircase widens and curves down, down, and down. The now spiraling staircase goes. And after what seems like multiple stories of descent, you see beyond Willie's Club Lights a very, very faint yellow light piercing the darkness far away. Anything you all would like oh, to discuss or do as you go down? Is there nothing else beyond this light in our general surroundings? Your your club light and dark vision both are only giving you about 30 feet of light and you see now stone walls, a spiral wooden a uh, spiral stone staircase and blackness and deafening silence. Well, I guess there's no way to go but down. We're cool. Continue to proceed. Yeah. Yeah. While still engaged in full conversation. <laughs> you descend further and further until eventually the light brightens enough and before you opens a massive library. And that's where we're going to take our break. Nobby uh, starts squeeing. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back in about 10 minutes. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you very, very soon.
And we are back. So, the party has finished all of Drixalia's chores and made their way down a very, very long set of stairways before entering a massive library. The stacks are at least two stories high, with wheeled ladders scattered throughout the shelves. The library has an almost church-like quality, with a vaulted ceiling and large stained glass windows. The light that shines in from outside the windows is almost like a sun, but the stained glass in the windows do not break its hue, and the sunlight seems to radiate into the library from every direction all at once. At the base of the staircase, a shelf of books bars your way. However, after a moment, the book stack slides away with a whisper, revealing a pass forward as it settles into a nook with a notable thunk. Before you is a space, 40 feet by 40 feet, cornered off by bookshelves. At the head of this room, as much as this area can be called a room, is an archway constructed out of twisted wrought iron. There are other bits of iron, cruelly hammered and welded in. It's shaped like, well, anyone trained in arcana, or anyone who just has a is a wisdom seeker, give me an arcana or an intelligence rule. Okay, single brain cell, let's go. <laughs> Nabi, you can roll too. I got uh, twenty-one, not twenty. Nice, Lily. Ten. Ten. Willie, really, you've seen it before. You couldn't tell anyone what it is, but yeah, that's the thing you've seen. <laughs> Nobby, these are alchemical symbols. Before the archway stands uh, on the stone floor is um, a large circle inscribed on the floor with what appears to be red paint covered with what looks like salt. A polyhedric symbol dominates the circle, drawn in the same paint but without the salt. The blank spaces in the symbols are filled with alchemical symbols similar to what's in the wrought iron fixture. An unlit brazier punctuates the center of the floor design. Around the remainder of the room, you see a few large tables. One is buried in dust and covered in books, including books on history, abjuration, conjugation, evocation, necromancy, transmutation, dunamancy, and the study of several different languages, which roll me a wisdom uh, intelligence check, Nobby. Nobby's drooling over the book. <laughs> yeah, she got a five. Five? <laughs> there are several languages you've never even heard of. And not just one or two. There are at least a dozen languages that you've never heard of here. Another table bears a crucible, a small scale, vials, glass jars, earthenware pots with illegible labels upon them. A third table has a clay mug, a jug, both empty and dusty. 
Finally, near the polyhedric symbol, lay four people sprawled out on bed poles. At first, they appear to be asleep, but it doesn't take you long to realize their chests do not rise and fall, and their skin is gaunt and pale, but there is no smell of decay in the room. We do not have an even exchange. Do they look at all like our mummy friend that we met in the mist? Roll me a perception or investigation. What you doing? Is the cat scared? still here? Cat is I'm still laying across Navi's shoulder. So you're walking up and kind of poking at him a little bit, Willie. 24. They do not look like Vice, the person you saw in the mists. Um, you see what looks to be an elven woman with wild, thick, curly hair. Uh, with a tangled crown of sticks or thorns on her head and some dull gems within them. You see a very large, though not quite as large as Ozum, half-orc laid out in armor with a shield and a large uh, mace upon her chest. You see what looks like a human in dark, lightweight leather armor, a very nice rapier at his side, though he has cat ears. And finally you see a dwarf with a thick full beard in plate mail, chains wrapped around his forearms, and swords at his sides. Brooke will look to Navi and be like, hey, didn't you mention there was like a paladin and a bunch of other people that like were tight-lipped and Mm. Tazic and all that. Let me just uh, really search my brain really quick to find that exact information. <laughs> While she searches, these figures all lay. They look pallid and gaunt, but they seem perfectly preserved. They each have dried flowers laying upon their chests, and a thin layer of dust has settled over them. Based off of my investigation, can Willie tell that they're alive or dead? They are definitely dead, but somehow not decaying. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. Um, according to the books a good body? that I can think of, there's a warlock, a paladin, and I mean, obviously Tassic, but a rogue and a gladiator. Well, I don't know who's who, but we got four bodies here and you have four descriptions. So, make that what you will. So... But that's... outside of Tazic, I think. Tazic's the only one that's not here. There's a... Brooke will look to the Miss Cat and uh, just be like, do you have any information about this? Yeah. Uh, so, dreamers don't get summoned on their own. You come in groups. And this was part of Tazik's group. But he's a fucking coward. And this is what happened. 
Well, how I do you become great? In a long time. Sorry, what did you say? And, uh, he'll just like listen to Tanabe and be like, "How did he become great then?" And then fall. Was he already like great? And then uh, he goes, "Didn't you say that the words on the pages kind of like became more frantic and all that?" Mm, yeah, his handwriting got way sloppier. The greater he supposedly got. Roll me a perception yes. check, Nobby. Okay. Um, eight. Eight. She's not very perceptive right now. Yeah, you're a little overwhelmed. There's books and stuff everywhere. That one table, like I said, is just loaded with all sorts of books. start going through them um or are you listening to your friends and keeping your hands to yourself she's she keeps eyeing them like she can't fully focus on the bodies because she keeps like glancing over at like the table of books like trying really hard not to just devour into them face first um but she's reserving herself right now because she's a little concerned that there's a body missing Ozum is just gonna kind of talk into the air to like, if you're listening, can we touch the books, or would you suggest not to? Brooke will look to the miscat. I'm he. Ozum is talking to either the miscat or Drixalia, whoever yeah. will potentially answer. The miscat kind of cocks his head and thinks a moment. So look, the guy's a little off his rocker, so I don't know exactly what he has and hasn't done, but he's always reading books, so it doesn't seem smart for him to sabotage his own books. Can Ozum hear this, finally, or not? No. He'll, he'll telephone to you. Okay. Um, is he still down here? Wait, did Drixalia lock him in the library? He locked himself in the library. Okay. Oh, and Rook, you're just, we're assuming Rook is really yeah. everything. Okay. Yeah. I would too. But we're not going to let you do that. Um, how many cycles ago was that? Miss Cat gives a sigh and looks at Navi. Can you believe this guy? What kind of question is that? It's dreams. How does time even work in dreams? What's with this guy? says he's unsure. Sort of. You sound him. like you're lying. You're just too nice. It's, you, this really is, starts laughing. <laughs> this is what this is more appropriate. Uh, don't lie to me. And Tell me the truth. Rook will be like, uh, Rook will go ahead and like finger a book and then just open it and immediately look at it and then look away. See if he dies. Roll me a con. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mimic. It's just like. <laughs> I have totally not done that to Sophie. <gasps> um, Ozum is going to just kind of be... He's very annoyed at this whole setup of just, like, having to have this game of telephone. Um, he so badly wants to make a snarky comment to the cat. 
make all the snarky comments you want. I know the cat's never gonna appear to him. Rook will like look at all the books and then so the bodies are they like malformed or misshapen in any sort of way? Like is there a, is there a sign to how they died or is it simply just they're dead and laying down and all that? Uh, roll me an investigation check. That is a plus zero and natural twenty. All right. Natural twenty. Cool. Um, you look them over. The especially on the uh, two characters in in metal armor, uh, their armor has definitely seen something really dramatic happen to them. You don't see any visible wounds, um, but you also get the feeling that these bodies have been, with with your understanding of healing, have been restored in some way. You also discover the you're only able to do so much to these bodies if you start to try to pull armor away or um, do anything to them. There's some kind of magical protection barrier that is not letting you manipulate these bodies very much. I was just going to say to no one in particular, was the student in necromancy? Rook will look over to Nabi, like, did you, was he into necromancy at all, or? I mean, it kind of feels like he was into everything. Um, he does, he also mentions, mentions in the book, if I remember correctly, uh, trying to get all the knowledge, um, and somehow he knew Vassal's old name. Hmm. Supposedly. You remember if he mentioned how he figured that out? Uh, he does not mention how he, I know for a fact he didn't mention how he figured it out, but he definitely tried calling her by her old name. Um, and she was a monk of Solitendron? Uh, something about her reliving lives? So, uh, he, uh, he, he has knowledge that we clearly haven't had access to up to this point. And apparently he thought there was information about the nightmare in this library. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was also into uh, some of the darker, the darker things. Using it just a passive look around, are there any obviously super crazy evil books around uh, or any like, objects of, of note? Uh, well, there is a large brazier. There is a weird metal arc with a circle inscribed in the middle of it, and that brazier is in the middle of it. There's paint and salt on the floor and all sorts of symbols. And, um... Roll me a perception while you're going through all this. There's obviously four dead bodies, I... so, you know... Did I figure anything out about like what the alchemy symbol means with the arcana check I did? Or... I got a six. Six. Um, what did you you rolled a fourteen on your? My arcana. I yeah. rolled like an. Let me take a look. Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying oh, to remember what it was. Um, yeah, Rook, it was a you don't. A twenty. Okay, uh, Rook, you don't see 
a whole lot that like stands out because like there's four dead bodies and what looks like some sort of ritual magic something set up over there with a brazier. So like, I don't know, that's pretty, those are kind of the red flags that stand out to you. Um, these symbols that you see, Nobby, there's an element of transportation to them, but there's also an element of binding. And it's, it's kind of like the journals, how not all of these things seem to fit together in a way that you understand. Um, so you don't understand what these two things have to do with each other, but those are kind of what you see. It's also that weird combination that you see in the journal of moments where it's very, very elegant and moments where it's just, like, scrawled. So I'm safe to assume that Tyler made this alchemic circle thing going on. Pretty good guess. Um... Okay, so I noticed that Rook's, in, Rook's investigating stuff, so I'm like, there's there's a couple of different things happening here, and I don't know how they're related, but there's, like, transportation stuff over here, and binding stuff over here, and no. it definitely looks... The transportation and the binding are in the same... Oh, in the same circle. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm just pointing to different yeah. elements of within cool. the circle. Um, and it looks similar to the handwriting from the book, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that Tazak did create this, whatever this is happening here thing Rook will be like call me an ignorant man but I don't think any of us are really good at uh magic and uh he, he kind of looks to Willie and goes like I think you're you're like the best out of all of us maybe do you feel like you can do something or should we just like back out of the room and leave it alone I mean what do you want me to do with it I I don't know you you make machines out of nothing so I feel like well, we came in here for answers, and we're finding evidence that this Tazic guy is a coward, and his whole team is still here, lying on the ground, with a bunch of magic going on, that as she says, is binding and transportation. I mean, maybe he sacrificed his whole team to get himself out of here. Hmm. That's true. It's... <sighs> As you say this, in the distance you hear a sound, rumble, 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 clunk. Continue. Tobias? Um, Navi's gonna start, like, wasn't there a book on necromancy on the table? There are several books on necromancy. Would you like to roll an investigation about the books there? Um... I'm getting the itch, and sure, her itch is now getting too big to not scratch, and she, like, kind of starts reaching her hand out to start poking at the books and be like, maybe there, maybe, maybe we need to, maybe we need to books. Maybe. Maybe we need to books. And Rook will go to the source of the sound of the, the rolling and stopping or something like that. You get to where you heard it from, and there's just a bookcase there. It seems like it's coming from beyond that bookcase. Hey, Ozum, I think I found a weird bookcase with stuff behind it, potentially. (sighs) (laughs) Alright, you get get ready to attack, and then 
He starts like moving it. While while Ozem's distracted, Navi's gonna investigate in the box, and I rolled an eighteen. <laughs> That's fine. You, there's enough slack on the rope that you're fine. Um, uh, Rook, roll me a strength check, and then we'll get back to your book. Want athletics, or is it it's strength? Strength or athletics. I'll let you do either. Okay. Ozum's not readying his weapon at all. He's just, he's taking a step back and is letting you do, he's just watching what you're going to do. Uh, 23 to athletics. Hey, you brace yourself, you grab hold, you pull, you pull, you push. It's not moving. Uh, it's, it's one of this shit. And he starts like pulling all the books and then seeing which one activates. <laughs> Roll me an investigation check. Ozum's like, you might need to update your workout regimen a little uh, bit. Uh, twenty, that's twenty. That's twenty. He's like, there's nothing wrong with my my, my workout regimen. The burpees are, are working sure for me. That? <laughs> you pull every book in record time. Nothing. The what the heck? Books. It's okay. It was just the business section. So, Nabi. You start digging through these, and you do find a couple books on necromancy. Um, but as you're going, you come across what looks to be a handwritten journal that seems very familiar. I want to know what's inside. The handwriting is basically illegible in places, but amidst the alchemical diagrams, which do look very similar. Spell design pictograms, some of which look familiar. Mathematical equations, which do seem to factor in to the thing on the floor. There are pockets of legible scrawl. No, Vassal turned them against me. They did not heed my warning. There was no way to know if the binding spell was powerful enough. They charged into the portal without me. Why would they leave behind their most powerful? Why would they abandon me? It is no matter. I have retrieved their remains. My astonishing power binds them to me, so that they might follow me into the final battle. And, if they are lucky, I shall whisper their names as footnotes to the historians who bear witness to my most heroic victory. The cat! Why is the cat not returned? It must bear witness to my victory. It is almost time. The binding spell is complete. No, no, it is complete. Of course it is. But the reinforcement, yes, reinforcement spells. The calibrations are delicate. I must review my calculations. But first, a few finishing touches to my biography. Volume 14 will mark a stopping point. Will complete after the final battle in my regiment. Will, ha will I have time, however? Advising the king, consuming. What if he advocates to me? I cannot accept. But it would be ungracious of me not to accept the throne. I must consider... I've forgotten to include the parable of the rabbit and the butterfly. I must include that in volume 18. The following pages... The following pages include alchemical inscriptions, arcane diagrams, and incantations. After a few minutes of examination... Oh. Uh, roll me a wisdom check. I did not change the font to know when I was supposed to read versus narrate. I got a 22, not 20. 
you are able to make out some of this, even though you are not the most magical of users. Uh, but you are a lover of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, Tazik has been working on something. It is a rite that will bind the nightmare to some kind of crystal orb. And there's something about the activation of the portal that will also react with this crystal. It'll take you directly to the nightmare's plane. At the end of this passage, as you get to the very end, you see in flowing cursive, Tassik's wicked snare, followed by a note that reads, not as punchy as Tash's hideous laughter, must revise. I was really full of themselves. Willie, roll me. Yeah, you. A history or a wisdom check. Your choice. Oh boy. Let's see. Let's do history. <laughs> uh, four, five, six. There's something about the name Tazik that's picking at your brain. You've heard a story somewhere. You don't... It's bugging. You know when you kind of have, like, a couple bars of a song mm -hmm. but you can't get the rest of it? There's something familiar about Tazik. Willie's the other story. The other story is much more fresh in your mind. This one, you're you're hung up on Osmodius. Uh, Asimov. Asimov. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> was that a Freudian slip? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that character. Oh no. <laughs> Nope, nope, that is that is uh, not having enough Red Bull in my system right now. So that uh, Nabby and she goes like, there's something about that name, Tazik. Like, you know when you remember something but you don't know how it ends? Like, it's the statement of a great mint. I don't know how that song ends. I just ah. Uh. Well, I don't know if that, I mean, the dude was writing, like, a 14-volume biography, apparently, and so... About I'm, himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know, do you know this story about a rabbit and a butterfly? He was gonna throw that in there. Um... Why? Uh, history of wisdom. Right. Rook will realize there's nothing behind the wall, so he'll... Put back the books sheepishly as he like pays attention to what's going on. And as you do this, oh you hear from another direction. That's like look... seven. Well, you know one about a rabbit and a tortoise. And you know one about was that a butterfly and a scorpion? No, that's not right. And you're just going down this rabbit hole now. Um, apparently he felt abandoned by the rest of his party because the Bahardi went through a portal without him, but then he somehow got their remains, he says, back, and then wanted them to go through another portal with him. So you're telling me the first portal killed everybody? It's, well, it's, it's according to this stuff, yeah, maybe, um... The but, portal didn't kill him, the nightmare killed him. 
Necromancers, what nerds. This will keep <laughs> looks like. So okay, so explain this to me. So they went through the portal to kill the nightmare and failed, and then he brought their bodies back to go through another portal to kill the nightmare again? No, he was same portal. Okay. But So here's the thing, we're in we're in a dream. Right. And you know how things get kind of uh, Jeremy Bearmy in dreams? Sure. Goosey goosey, wibbly wobbly? Yeah. <laughs> See? That's why I like her. And I assume Rook is just parroting all this back. Yeah, parroting it back to Ozum and being like, hey, if we're in dreams, does that mean we're dreamy? And then it'll like. Uh, I really can't decide if I want to encourage that or discourage that. Anyway. Ozum mutters under his breath when they say the uh, when Rook says the thing about how the cat likes Willy. He just goes, hmm, that must be nice. So... I like you, Ozum, as he like <laughs> keeps what he looks like. So you're dreamers, and you have to obey the laws of a dream. Some of us are native to dreams and we can bend the rules a little bit and he kind of away and next to willie to illustrate the point you can't do that no i cannot and he kind of rubs up against willie marking his, with his little fluffy cheek but sometimes some get powerful enough that they can almost be lucid dreamers? That makes sense? Doesn't normally happen. It breaks the rules. But the nightmare kind of did that. So... The first couple heroes, hero parties, didn't do so great because the nightmare just ripped the world away. Okay. Do you know anything about this binding into a crystal that he's talking about in this in this book? Yeah. Uh kind of. Vassal had something she was doing too. Uh where he was trying to find a way through magic that he could make it so the nightmare couldn't it doesn't really leave. It just makes everything around it not exist, including dreamers. And if you bind it, it can't do that. Theoretically. Theoretically. Hmm. I mean, I know it's worked at some point because there's definitely people who fought it and just died, like didn't just get ripped away. So, that's possible now. Oh wait, hold on. Nabby was saying that she's reading all these notes from this tacit guy in this big hullabaloo of heroism trying to get rid of this nightmare thing, losing his team members. Why would he have a fairy tale in the middle of that of a rabbit and a butterfly? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the guy doesn't make any sense. Rook will investigate the click and the... He does think very highly of himself. And clearly he's nowhere to be found, so. I just, 
it seems like he went too crazy and we're we're trying to scrape together what he did and trying to figure out what's sane and what's insane and trying to use it for our own ends cat can't you just tell us what what to do you fight the nightmare we gotta stop it if we don't stop the nightmare we all stop existing that's why i'm trying to make deals here i want to help it doesn't sound like Basal and Tazik came to an agreement on how to fight the nightmare. Is this still being relayed to Ozum? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm still. Um, Ozum mutters, I mean, I would cut a deal with you if you had something to offer. Yeah, Basal, I don't know if you've met her. She can get a little impatient. He's, yeah, that's what he says. Miss Cat is considering it. Heavily considering your offer. Stop lying to me. I'm not lying as he rushes yeah, you over are. to the, the area with a click. Roll me. God awful liar. Roll me a perception check. Yeah, let's see. Me? No. Rook, who's doing this investigation? Uh, I got a four. Damn it. I was about four. to say, Kay, having Ozum roll a perception check on a lie is ballsy. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was behind here somewhere. He will do the same thing. He'll pull every book to to try to like manually activate it. Uh, investigation. Okay. Cat, should he keep doing that or is it for nothing? Uh, 14. It takes you a little while because you start going, like you grab like two and then you get one and it just, it won't come out. And the one next to it won't come out. And it's kind of... It kind of feels like what was happening when you were trying to investigate those bodies. That there are certain books that are like, no, you don't get this. Or they're protected. He's like, ha-ha! And then uh, he just like looks over to Willy and Nabi and, and Ozum. And I'm like, do any of you guys have like dispel magic or anything weird? Like, this seems like this this book is, is pretty... Uh, Magically a chance here. There's a bunch of books that won't come out, by the way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And all the ones that won't come out are free of dust. Whereas Do they say anything on the binding? Um Of relevance, yeah. Um Roll me intelligence. Oh hell. Alright, let's see. Yeah, you got an eight? Eight. Um, there's a bunch of languages you don't know. There's one that seems to be about necromancy. And there's one that talks about the colors, the, the, the alchemical reasons for the formation of the colors in dragon and draconic scales. I relay that to uh, Nabi and Willy and Ozum. He was like, I think it's a, a hint, a clue. It's like, is, is this what clicked? As he kind of like looks around and sees if there's anything that would make it click or, or move. Um, Ozum's barely paying attention because since uh, Willie mentioned the Butcher of Etzelel this morning and he knew he was going to the library, he's like kind of mindlessly looking for any book that mentions Betzalel. Roll investigation. 
And as you're asking everyone to help you look, Rook, you again, from another place, hear click. Do you want to look is the question. I'll hurry over and, and look. There's another bookshelf 14. in the way. Fourteen. You spend a lot of time kind of looking. Your mind maybe fuzzes in and out on occasion because there's just a lot of books here. But you don't see anything. Do I need another perception or, or investigation? I'm just going to tell you, you can keep pulling. <laughs> it's not going to do anything? Yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> like, you can, okay. for, for, for flavor, you can say Rook does this as long as you want, but mechanically, yeah. I'm not going to make you keep going through it. Okay, right, perfect. Right. I'll put the books back then and just, like, chill out. Cat, do we run the risk of any long-term effects of staying in here for too long? I mean, maybe Tazik will come back. I don't... I don't see anything. And I'm guessing we don't want to run into Tazik. Mm -hmm. Got questions for him? I kind of do. Um, how much of a risk is it to run into Tazik? I mean, the guy's definitely not okay. But I mean, dead people. So, should be obvious, I think. I don't know. Maybe he'll like you. He might like you. He looks at Nobby. He, I mean, no one here really in this plane of existence seems to like me, so there's... I, don't I like you. Know. We're friends. Ozum <laughs> kind of ignores it and just, like, <laughs> continues talking to the air like, I don't know... Nobby, Willie, and Rook, roll me a perception check. Okay. Got a three. I got a 12. I got a six because I want to go back in the books. <laughs> Willie, you hear Miss Cat mutter something, but you don't quite pick up what Miss Cat mutters. She puts her hand around her over large ear. Uh, what was that? The deal still stands, you know, if you want to. Uh, oh, I don't know what we're oh. going to find here, but okay. I'm here to help. Okay, so, uh, help me? I'm not really sure what to ask. So, you don't really... Is she finally taking a deal? Oh, thank God. You don't really have to ask. Sorry uh, about that. Continue. We just have an agreement. You give me a little piece of you, your essence, and I will help you against things like me, fiends and demons, and also things made of mist, because I'm also that. And you've seen, I've been helpful. I will continue to be helpful, and uh, I can give you kind of a connection to this place in return, which will let you ask questions if you don't necessarily trust my answers. Because I don't know why. Sometimes people don't trust me. I'm very likable and very trustworthy. I don't lie. Well, there's elements out here that tell us not to trust a cat. You kind of have a bad rep. But when have I ever been not helpful? When have I ever been the opposite of helpful for you all? I mean, I, I don't disagree. I'm just wondering why there's two elements out there that say that we shouldn't tempt you and you're being a righteous feline. So, well... Yeah question why did you show up uh towards the end of his like writing because it says in the in, in the book right you, you stopped showing up as much 
Yeah, because guy was obnoxious. I don't want to hang around that. Did also, you take the deal? Yeah, I took the deal. I wish I could take it back. He smelled like purple by the end, and it was terrible. And a whole, new, a whole new group showed up, so I had to go, you know, help them. I couldn't stay with him the whole time. He's boring. A new group showed up before the old group finished? After the old group. After the old group but death. Kazakh was still running around being Kazakh. Okay. The Great. His eminence. Can the cat elaborate on the purple thing? Can you elaborate on the purple thing? <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Dreamers. Um, Nobby's gonna investigate some more books now that she knows that there's like this binding crystal nightmare thing and see if she can find any more information that wasn't written in the journal. Uh, I'm just gonna keep trying with the cat. <laughs> roll me an investigation check. It's like Shark Tank. A four. <laughs> four. There's a lot of books. Um and you kind of get lost in a couple of them. There's all sorts of fascinating stories about different gods, which you recognize the name from that list of gods you found in that journal. Um, there are more stories about Vassal being impatient. Um, but just as you start to dig into what might be an interesting thing, a door or not a door, one of the bookshelves slides open, revealing a short hallway and a bit of light at the end. Do we all see this? You all see it. Um, Ozum's gonna be like, don't, don't go wandering down there just yet. If I, if I don't go there, will you say, will we admit we're friends? Go away, Cat. what? What happened? Cat is what that hallway yes no from one person who's not liked to another who is apparently not liked i am very liked and I clearly not <laughs> he's his uh he, he doesn't know what taz accepts you he's, he's, he looks up at willie you like me don't you we're friends i mean yeah sure i, I, I mean you're making a good case for yourself and I don't think we're getting anywhere without it, so... And Willie just T-poses. Alright, hit me! Oh. It's not like that. And he holds up a little dainty paw. Much better. <laughs> she shakes a hand. And as you put your hand around this tiny dainty paw, you feel a much larger hand close around yours, with claws that actually touch far up your forearm. And... It's a deal. That's not a binding agreement. <laughs> when she feels that, Willie just lets out the highest pitched scream, and once it's over, she goes. Uh, well, and then he'll look over to Ozo and be like, "He, uh, Willie she got touched with the deal, didn't she? She got touched without her consent, and then just like uh, the deal happened." I mean, I, he saw her extend a hand out. I think he knows that she got touched for friendship, but not for a deal. That's like I don't know if that'll hold up in court. Is it? You I was watch... like, what will it take? What will it take for us to have a deal? 
Or do you just think I don't need help? Before we get there, Willie, as you scream, you watch the mist cat, like you watch just mist go pink mist just appear all around it and then like poof out. And it's just a completely like hairless cat with its ears back. And then like the mist starts to flicker back up. Okay, that was terrible. Please don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, your, your disembodied monster hand was terrible too. Not that bad. And you now have the blessing of the mist cat. You get to add 1d4 to any attack roll against a demon, a fiend, or anything made of mist. You can also, once per long rest, reach out to the mists and ask a question. The mists are not really a fully sentient thing, but there is an innate knowledge in there. And, um... The more complex the question, the more difficult it's going to be for it to answer, but this is another way you can start gathering information about this place. The cat looks at Ozum and heaves a sigh, annoyed that this talking is still going on, and says, tell him to sever the bond and maybe I'll think about it. And He says to uh, sever the, the bond, and then maybe he'll think about it. I have so questions. What, what bond, bond is, is this, Ozum? What? Ozum Why are you looks wildly confused by this statement. Is that PTSD? As he like looks up at <laughs> Ozum's eyes. We're gonna be like, all right. That sounds like you got a previous deal. This cat's waiting for you to zero out. I have... From what I can recall... I don't know how it would be... Ozum is, like, truly at a loss for words and seems very... Well, like, I mean, like, maybe if you talk under... about it, we'll be able to... to... It's not... I... It... I thought I had. I thought I had. You thought you had what? What was it? I t fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're you're waiting on that, I'm gonna check this other room as he like walks over to the new room, and then steps you, in. You travel down a short hallway, which opens to a small side room, almost completely filled with four small sofas, surrounding a round table with an unlit lamp upon it. Adventurous packs are scattered throughout the space, and their contents are spilled out used and discarded and sitting on that round table you see another journal Nabi I found another book all the walls here are also lined with books and bookshelves there is, is uh, nothing here that is not a bookshelf wall she is up and running not even thinking about it <laughs> like, give me give me journal you open it the writing isn't as bad here yes 
This will do. A place of repose for the heroes of my party. As their leader, it is my responsibility to provide for them while they await completion of the binding spell. Away from me. Away from their prying eyes. Where I am not mocked by the white and blue tendrils of mist that rise from them. Must study further. I do not understand. The paladin and the warlock. Their mismatch vassals. White and blue. Presumably the power of the dreaming god. The cat seems to wield its own. With its pink, misty, pseudo-fur. But mine... Mine has grown dark. Dark and purple. It must mean that my power has grown. Grown beyond that of the Dreaming God's champion. Beyond that of the cat. Yes, that is what it must mean. It must. It must. I know what purple means! What, is it? what does it mean? The, um, the guy, he was a... Uh... Tezik? Yes, that one. The great guy. The, the thing. He Before was... you start, I was just going to be like, can you bring the journal into the main room instead of being off in that side room just in case something happens? It's, it's kind of nice here. It's kind of cozy. I, But it's a room that was closed off before. Let's not run you the risk in the distance. of people. That helped good. Yep, heard that. Yep, going back into the main room now. Come back out. He'll head back into the main room. Um, Continue, thank you. So... Tazik was doing experiments or something, some kind of spell thing that was causing mist to come out of people, and his mist was purple, unlike the other party's people's mist, like the same as the uh, Saul's, which was like blue and white, and his was not, it was purple. He also says the cat has like its own thing going on, um, but uh, the mist might be tied to like alliances or power or something like that um but but he the purple the, that's the that that's purple but the is that bad here. no the cat's the cat's gone can you bring the cat back i have a quite pressing question for him mr fluffy bottom willie roll me an intelligence check while we're intelligence or history Okay. Ooh, he said he can only come back. We're friends. I got a 14. It's coming back to you now. You've heard this name so much now. Tazik, it's a fairy tale. Again, it's kind of like this other story that it's not real. It's a fairy tale about the first necromancer. Something about Tazik the first necromancer is like in your brain. And you don't have the whole story, but something about a priest, a cleric who became a necromancer. It's kind of there. That's what you got. She just jumps in place and goes, I got it! And then just clutches her head. Whoa, oh, 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 I'm losing it. Okay, it was like a fairy tale, and the main character was named Tazik. He was the first necromancer. Something about yeah, a cleric or a priest or something. He's not a real person. But the cat says that he's a dreamer. And we're real people, right? Yeah, I'm real. So... Why would this Tazic character, who's from a fairy tale, be a dreamer? I mean, legends are often written based off some type of reality, right? 
But Vassal is specifically going into the waking world and getting all tatted up because she's bringing in heroes. Real people. Kazakh isn't real. While they're all thinking, Ozum, roll me an intelligence check. Uh, or history. Nat 20, baby! For some 22. reason... For some reason, in this moment, something comes to you. Just a thought out of the blue. When you were first summoned, none of you could understand each other, except you could kind of almost understand the gnome. And, uh, he kind of looks at Willie and goes, you think the Butcher of Bethel is a myth, right? I mean, my parents used to tell me that story when I was a kid. It's kind of the thing that kept kids from going out in the middle of the night and getting into shenanigans. It's a fairy tale. But what if I told you it wasn't? What if I told you why did you not bring this up before? Because we literally just had the conversation about the butcher earlier this morning. And it takes you until we get to this nightmare library to bring it back up again? You know what? Forget it. What What do you got? Sorry that I'm not too quick to talk about myself. What? what, what she starts laughing. You think? that a fairy tale about the Butcher of Betzazel is about you. I know it's about me. But Can you... you please summon the cat? No. No. Not until we have this out. You're nothing the like that. The cat will help with some of this. Please bring the cat back. Willie looks at Rook and Abby and goes, I mean, no one can make you do anything you don't want to do, so like. And Abby? I'm kind of curious now. I want to bring the cat back. Alright, fine. And she T poses. Oh, great feline! <laughs> Please, fluff, what did you name it? Fluffy. Uh, Mr. Fluffy Bottom? Whatever you want to be called, come forth! He appears in front of the T-posing gnome. This is the strangest thing that has ever happened. I don't know if I like it. I like your name better, though. <laughs> oh, it works. Is there okay. cat here? Yes. Cat, when you mention the bond... No, no, this is... If, if Rook is... It's Rook relaying everything. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, he he is, but he's like, he, he looks very interested. He looks very, very... You need to stop lying to me. I know that you're lying I'm to me. I'm not lying. You are. Oh my god. This, you this are. Day. Don't, don't try me. I know you're lying to me. You need to stop. Cat, is the bond related to this, and he rubs his butt on his chest, or this, and he holds up his palm where the huge scar is where he cuts himself? I'm not Vassal. I don't know how that works. I don't know what you did. Say he's not sure. He's, he's not Vassal about what what happened or, or what you did. 
do you get more of an energy from a her or a him? I don't... I don't know what terrible things you did in the name of who. But you know the bigger one. The bigger one. Okay. It, okay. He, like, kind of goes back to rubbing his chest and he goes, Okay, good. I thought I had severed that bigger bond, though. Some things and... go deep enough into your soul. And I don't want to be purple. I clearly would also like to not be purple since it seems to be such an issue with Vassal and you and I thought I thought that getting out and what I had done was enough but clearly it wasn't and I can't really do much from here considering the only other thing I could think of is killing the bastard and I can't do that when I am not out in the world so how am I supposed to sever this fucking bond well, that's what you're here. here to do. And he looks annoyed and leaves. Are we all purple? Aw, oh, man. <laughs> he wouldn't be talking to you if you were purple. Oh, uh, true. Alright, gang, well, should we leave this place and move on, or should we want to keep exploring? Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. The entire time that Willie's been listening to this exchange, she's just looked really confused. And she walks up to Ozum and goes, How? You said you were part of that story. I am the story. The story is about the butcher of Betzil and his six men. Who are you in that? Who do you think? Can you, can you tell the, the story? I mean, everybody knows it. I mean... But I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Fine. Uh... Just General Asimov, we just call him the Butcher of Betzel because he was freaky. He was a terror and bloodthirsty and the, the thing I said before, you could see into your mind and know what you were afraid of and he just took over the capital city of Haldara. That's, you know, that's where I'm from. And he did that with six men and did terrible things to the royal family, to the, the prince. Like, it was, that was a kid. Like, right in front of his parents. He was so bad that he he was a, a madman. He drove himself crazy. I don't know what happened that made him snap, but it just happened. And he was just running wild across the countryside and killing everybody. Kaldarians, Betzizeli, like, that's why he was called the Butcher of Betzizel. Are we familiar with these uh, landmark names? No. Uh, Navi and Rook, you are not. Like, huh, I've never heard of the Kaldarians or anything. I mean, it used to span most of the continent, like, a long, long time ago, but then this crazy head happened, and just, we're, where are we at today? Out of character. Part of this is accurate, and part of this is inaccurate, correct? Some of it sounds familiar. Some of it sounds yes. maybe exaggerated. Yes. Because Almost as well, if a story was changed. Yes, because period of time. information that we had discussed is, like, the names are there, but the, uh, yeah. Okay. 
he'll say that's not entirely what happened. And Willie gets really pale and she's like, how do you know that? How do you think I know? You haven't told me who you are. If you want to enlighten the rest of the group as the six men and the butchers, they can try to guess along with you. Feel free to tell them. She has to whisper, Did you kill the butcher of Vexazel? No. 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 Did they... The story ends with the butcher dead. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's been a long time. I, I, I would get really freaked out if my mom told me that story. I just, As you I, should. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, I don't know. He grew weak, killed by one of his men. No, and... no. You, you think you're panicked, and you're like, you're like, no. The guy he worked for was killed by one of his men, and this massive wave of purple energy came out and just turned the entire continent, except for the northern bit, into a wasteland. And no one heard, of, no one knows what happened to the butcher. But the, the sovereign, the supreme of Bethsazel, just was, grew old and weak and seemed disinterested in conquest suddenly and then was killed by one of his old men, and a weird magic thing happened. And how am I supposed to sever that fucking bond? Like, he mutters that to himself, hopefully, you know, hoping that none of you hear it. If you hear it, you hear it. I don't know, I think that library is dead quiet, so they can hear a pin drop. He tries to mutter it as much as he can. He can't really help himself at this point. We are learning about Ozum today. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, I did not expect it to go this way. <laughs> um, Told you I've been planting seeds for a while. I know. Might as well get it out in the open. Um, but you're like cool now, right? You're not gonna like. <sighs> I mean, have you realized who I am? Does the gnome still not get it? You two seem to get it. Does the gnome still not get it? I mean, there's a lot the gnome hasn't gotten up until this point, so I wouldn't be Listen, listen, I just came from what I thought was a boogeyman story to now you're telling me it's real. That's huge. Yes. Would you, have you realized how I know that it's real? Because you were there. Not just there, Willie. Not she just, just shaking her head. There. Say it. No. You will. You have to say it for it to make sense. I can't be the one to say it. You have to say it for yourself. she just sits down and just crosses her arms and she's just like you were with us the whole time and you you hung back you you fought for us and then you were dangerous and then you weren't 
Why would Vassal pick you? Clearly she didn't seem too happy about it either, but you still haven't said it. Why do I know the story is true? To some extent. And she just like muttered them to me. There you go. <laughs> but again, not entirely accurate. Some of those details were changed. And now what how the fuck am I supposed to sever that goddamn bond? But I am not a danger to you. Not anymore. Not for a long time. Clearly, you grew up hearing this story. It was a long time ago. Did you do all those things? In the story, like I said, not all of those details are true anymore. There was a mistake that I made that broke my own rules and I cannot live it down and I have never forgiven myself for it. Lily's lip starts trembling. She's like, you walked with us and you did all this with us and if I hadn't brought up anything, you never would have told any of us that you killed a prince, you killed a kid. A 14-year-old boy in I front of his parents. I regret it every goddamn day of my life. Every <laughs> single day. I still see his face, and I still can hear him crying, and I don't know why I did it. I shouldn't have done it, and it was such a mistake. And I have suffered endlessly since then was it like hysteria or was it just like you were conscious of your actions i didn't know at the time that he was a child mm. he looked much older than he was and i really? never allowed myself to torture children it was my rule oh, well that just makes it all better You sound really sure of that fact, and it doesn't, because it still happened. Nabi awkwardly walks over and just pats the gnome, like, to try to make the gnome feel better, but it's awkward and doesn't know how to... And I'm not trying to deceive any of you. Yes, it would have been great had we made it through this whole thing, even though we probably are going to end up dead anyways, without you ever having to know. I'm clearly not someone who talks about myself very much, and clearly for good reason, because it's really not a great fact to whip out at dinner parties. Willie picks up an arm and points at Ozum's chest. Why did anybody ever know all of that about you and let you have those two rings in your chest how did you ever manage anything like that doing what you did she was the first person that I ever gave pause to 
I don't know why it was her. I don't know what about it. But I couldn't. And she, so many years, I mean, my whole life, really, was spent being told so many things and this brainwashing and I didn't know any better and she for whatever fucking reason decided that I was worth her time to help unlearn all of that and it took a long time and it was I don't know why she did it I don't know why she was okay with it. I don't know why she felt the need, but she did. And I let her. And I know what was, I know that everything that I was in the past was wrong. And I, like I said, I live with it every day. And every day, I wish that I didn't have to be here to keep harboring that guilt and carrying the weight of it all, but I'm still here. Willie takes a moment to think about that, and she goes, Maybe that's why you are here. Maybe that's why you're on this stupid crazy suicide quest I don't even know what we're gonna make I don't know you did terrible things but if someone's here or whatever besolved the fates dreams to have you here and stop a nightmare and stop the end of everything at least that's a step somewhere in some kind of redemption I am not deserving of redemption and I don't care if we make it or not. I'm not going to put anyone at risk with that, but I do not care if we succeed. Well, you know what? She starts hiking up her pants. I care, because I want to live. So you put your rear in gear and put your not care nuggets in your pocket and start caring because the rest of us want to get out of this I mean like I said I'm still gonna help you I mean I'll try it's kind of what's the point of not trying at this point but if I die then I get to see her again Willie doesn't say it out loud, but she thinks to herself, if you die, you get what you deserve. I mean, you could say that out loud. He'd agree with you. Yeah, but uh, Willie's a softie. <laughs> and she, like, lifts up her tiny hand. She's like, all right. I know stuff. We all, it's all out. It's not all out, but, you know, oh, more than you did. Don't tell me there's more! <laughs> I... I'm not ready to talk about her more than I have. 
fine. That's fine. Let's just shake on it and just figure this out. There's a lot to figure out because I don't know what bond that cat was talking about or how to take care of it. It's okay. Now, now we know stuff and we're finding journals and we're in a place of knowledge. It's the best place to be right now. Let's hope. And she looks at the other two. My brain hurts. Let's, let's help me out here. Yeah, I mean, what's their reaction? Because they don't know this story that well. They have no idea about that continent or really. I think we're just eating beef jerky and then just kind of like watching. Because we're just. Yeah. Like, that was a lot to un unpack there. Nami's just fascinated about learning more about everybody. She's like, yes, tell me more. But also, is like very aware that Willie's having a very hard time and is now awkward because she doesn't know how to emotionally support anybody. And Rick's just kind of like, all right, guys, I think we've uh, spent a lot of time in this room and we should probably get back to the main task at hand. Unless there's anything reason we should stay here, let's go ahead and get out of this house and, and move on. Willie points I didn't agree book. more. I agree with that. If anybody's a warlord or an overlord and you want to have it out right now, you should say it right now. I just, I failed no. my master. That's my, my backstory. It's just like, not that bad. What about you, Punchy? How did you fail your master? I feel like we unloaded a lot right now, so next time oh, we get no. a break, let's do let's do that. Unless unless we're friends. If I tell you we're friends, will you tell me how you failed your master? I uh yeah the, the deal. Where's and you can no place? longer say that that no one likes you. Okay, fine. All right. The cat and Vassal don't like me. And Drixalia doesn't like me. You like me, which I... Okay. But, sure, we're friends. What did you do wrong? And, uh, are we, like, walking and talking, or are we still in the library just sitting down? Well... You can turn and start to walk out, but when you turn where that door was, there is now a bookshelf. And the God whole time you've been talking, you've heard distantly up close. Seems like things guess, in this place are constantly moving. Well, while, as he sees that, he just gives a resigned sigh and then just sits down on one of the tables, probably next to one of the dead bodies, and then just like, uh, just like chats and. Uh, is like, pfft. I mean, it's it's nowhere as detailed or like crazy as your story, but like, uh, I was a middle child, a bunch of kids, you know, ran off to become a hero, uh, joined a bunch of merchants who picked me up and took sympathy. They got jumps, and I did the least heroic thing possible and just stood in the woods, watched them get slaughtered, and then finally, my master came out of nowhere and just sliced and diced them to pieces. Uh, for whatever reason, she thought that I had it in me to become a hero or worthy of saving. So she trained me for a number of years. I legitimately loved her. She was like incredible. And I, she was like more of a family figure and mother figure than I ever like met. And uh, one day she went off and didn't come back. So after a few hours, I like walked around, tried to see what was going on, came to the nearby town and found that she was being uh, executed for apparently crimes and all that and i did whatever i could to save her couldn't do anything 
and uh, I've been pissed about it ever since and taking it out on uh, various people and unfortunately the plants no longer speak to me nor animals like want to be around me and I'm trying to like process the whole thing but uh, this has been a healing experience sort of because uh, that shit that I saw in my room poof that was uh, pretty impactful and uh, because then I have a lot of uh, things to work out, you know, like like people usually talk about therapy and I used to think it was a joke, but now I feel like I kind of need it. And then like, he just like really sags a little bit as he thinks and twirls his halberd. Well, we've both failed people that we love, so we have something in common. Through that. Willie's just like staring wide-eyed into the middle of distance. Wow, that, um... That came out way easier than the first one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm an open book, you know. I wear my L's on my on my armor plates and all that. So, what do you? What can you do? You know. All right. It glances at Nabby. Oh, who nope. have you killed? I mean, that we could be here a long time for that. So. What about you, Willie? Did you create like a bomb that killed a bunch of people or something? It's stupid. I, I ran away from home. I I got a legacy and just a line of generations of gnomes in my family that are supposed to, you know, maintain my city, my capital, and we're kind of the bedrock and foundation of that. And I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to be a bard. I want to thought I wanted to go on adventures, and I wanted to write about the heroes that I was a bard for, and make songs, and just be creative, and I kind of turned my back on it, and the, the furnace room, my whole crazy fever vision was one of my brothers telling me that if I, if I don't come back, my, my city will burn, things will go to ruin because I ignored my responsibilities. Man, that's some shit I'd say to someone. You can't have that on your shoulders. I mean, like, everything can't rely on you. She's, like, incredibly surprised. She is totally expecting everyone to be like, oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> no, that's literally what I'd say to someone if I wanted information out of them. <laughs> You guilt trip them in ways that you, you know, wiggle a tile loose a little bit, and that's a great way of doing that. So. My mother used to guilt me, guilt trip me. I hate it. And then he like looks over to Nobby and be like, "All right, Nobby, what do what do you got for us?" Well, like I have to share now. Is that is that what we're doing? I mean, you don't have to give us the whole thing. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. But I, I mean, may as well do it while we're stuck in here for a little bit. Yeah, uh -huh. your your task seems the least traumatic of the four, so I mean I've already, you know, been through enough trauma probably. So yeah. Uh I do stuff for people and uh I like books. I don't I don't know. I don't know. She's like really awkward because she's like wasn't planning on sharing anything with any of these people and now finds herself in this situation where everyone else has shared stuff and so she's like, hmm, I mean, 
to be fair, all the things that I have to say are probably things I shouldn't say because of the order that I'm part of. And I know we're in a dreaming world and everything, but I'm not really sure that their reach doesn't come here, so. Ozum is just kind of nodding like, it's fair enough. Well, we're all rotten people except Abby. That's great. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Yeah, You're no, not... you didn't say anything. Willie... You should not classify yourself as a rotten person. I mean, yeah. Um, I, think, I don't want to kick. Gotta... Out, I don't want to kick you while you're down, Ozum. But like, I, I may be small potatoes, but if the city goes up in flames because of me, we're kind of walking the same path. I don't the think it's because of you. Is ah, not yeah, going no, to go up in flames all because of, us, of you. Like you're good. Like <laughs> you can, you can just hold your head high compared to what the rest of us have probably done or been through. I'm just saying. And think um, about it. You're, you're so. Wait, what kind of bard are you? Are you? Do you like to write, or are you like are you songs, or? I'm, I'm a novelist slash flautist. Well, there you go. People would love your writing. You'd spread healing throughout the world. That's that's good, you know. Yeah, you don't have to take in the burdens of your generation, like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're all trained to kill people. At least you're. Yeah. Trained to help people. Yeah. She is not comforted at all, but nods and goes, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, it could be a lot worse, you know. It'd be in a lot worse situation. So. You could be me. Or me. Willie immediately agrees. Yeah, I could be you. Yeah, I kind of dodged a bullet there. I mean, Nabby, if you're going to still be close to the chest, we're going to have to figure it out sometime, but we got, like, shifting bookshelves and things. I mean, is there yeah. a pattern? Did you figure something out, Rook? Uh, and we'll just, like, wait to see. I'm sure we're, like, all looking or hearing for the clicks and then trying to determine when it goes back to our original door or something. Everyone make me a wisdom check. Wisdom I think one of you might have one. advantage. Nine. I got a seven. <laughs> like 10. I got 11. Brooke, what was your blessing from your flower? Uh, I lost the note, but I think it was insight was uh, a advantage on it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, sorry, what did you get, Willie? Eleven. Eleven. Willie, you're starting to kind of pick up a pattern. Makes sense, you like music. You're like, oh, there's kind of a... But you're not quite there. And so on that note, sitting in the sharing circle, in the middle of a library, with four corpses laying nearby, we will end tonight's stream. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for my to my players. This episode, I did not expect to go quite the way it did. This was wonderful. Um, don't forget that we have a tip link. If you would like to uh, give a hug in monetary form, uh, you can do so. If you cannot, thank you for chatting. Thank you for retweeting. That helps us so much also. Um, Let's do a quick round of shout outs. Please tell us who you are and where we can find you. Sophie. Hi, I'm Sophie, aka Ozim, who <laughs> really, I did not think this was gonna happen tonight. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Subatomic Mints, and you might've seen me in chat as Not So Gladiator. 
D'Angelo, the recently married. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is D'Angelo Murillo. You can find me on all social media at that underscore D'Angelo. I am a uh, writer and game designer and um, TTRPG performer. I do a whole bunch of other projects and everything like that. On uh, this Friday, I'll be doing a playtest of my upcoming tabletop RPG called Emerald Templars on the Initiative Order, uh, twitch.tv slash Initiative Order, which is a really cool uh, organization and all that kind of stuff. And then on Saturday is the first episode of our Vampire the Masquerade series called Phoenix by Night, um, where vampires are in Phoenix, Arizona, and all sorts of shenanigans take place. So be sure to check it out on my channel. And then, uh, yeah, that's me. I have spent a lot of time in Arizona. That is a bad place to be a vampire. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, Cassandra. Hold on. Let me unmute. There we go. Gnome. Yeah. I mean, really, that's all you got to say. I'm Cozy. You can find me on social media under Cozy Spoon. I have played your traumatized gnome who just went through, like, I guess, like, suffering competition. <laughs> Let's see what happens next week. And last but certainly not least, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. I play your socially awkward and emotionally kind of even more awkward uh, monk. Uh, you can find me at Jen Geeky on Twitter or Jen Maxi Geeky Writer on everywhere else. I'm Kate Purcell. I've been your DM for this evening. You can find me at Twitter at, at KDamnFear. Uh, you can find David, my silent co-DM, who is running through the chat and helping these people gather information and book samples that they have found at uh, Full Rubber Ducky on Twitter. Uh, thank you again to our players. Thank you again to our mods, uh, David, Dane, Cato, and Emily. Uh, Dane, Cato, we had a little special shout out to you there today. Uh, hope you saw and appreciated. Um, thank you again for spending your evening with us. We will be back next week to continue the story. Please remember to be kind to yourselves, be excellent to each other. And uh, we do an after show that comes out uh, every Friday. Uh, I have a feeling you're gonna wanna see what folks have to talk about here. So hopefully we'll see you then. I am going to raid us over to Shakar, which is one of my favorite um, streams out there so we will close this and then i'll raid you over thank you all for hanging out with us hope to see you next week